Hello and welcome to Ask a Web Pro. Today we have Deborah Scarpa from Design by Friday and of course an audience full of web professionals. All right, audience, feel free to ask any relevant question during the interview. I'll try to fit them in the best I can. And uh, Deborah, I'd like you to take a few minutes to tell us about your background and then I'll go through a series of questions about how you run your business. How does that sound? Great. That sounds great. Well, um, this is great. Thanks for inviting me. So um, just some background is I've owned my business for 27 years, so a really long time. So there's been a lot of changes over the years, of course. <laughs> so, you know, I started out. Wow, 27 yep, years. I started out with a really strong background in design and print. And then um, over the years, I had clients asking me for, um, you know, to do their websites because I was already working with them on their print material. So that's kind of how I got into programming. For many years, I was programming just, you know, brochure sites. Um, and then, you know, I progressed to selling sites with more functionality and offering clients more value. Um, I'm also, we launched a new business, Solar Energy Marketing, so I'll be talking about that. And then I'm also um, a 10K Bootcamp camp um, mentor. So um, I'll be, that's been a great experience, so I'll be sharing some of that also. Okay. How did you get into to, uh, design 27 years ago? <laughs> So I actually, um, you know, most people don't know what they want to do. So I wanted to be like doing art since I was like five. So I was always told that I couldn't be an art major. And um, I applied to one college as an art major. I applied to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo um, as graphic design, which I had never heard of before. Um, because it had something to do with art. Um, so that's what I decided. But you could get paid for it. Because um, I was always told, well, if you're going to be in art, then you're not going to make enough money. So I found this thing called graphic design, which nobody had ever heard of, and applied, got in, and went on 80 interviews when I graduated in six months to get my first job. So Did you say 80? Like eight zero? <laughs> Wow. Right. Yeah. So interviews. I wanted to, um, I wanted to work for a small agency in Palo Alto. So the agencies mm -hmm. in Palo Alto at that time were like some of the top agencies, really good designers, really hard. You know, most of them are super small. So it's very difficult for them to hire people. So I was determined to work for a small company instead of like some large corporation. So I spent six months and went on 80 interviews. And sometimes I had three interviews in one day um, and got a job. So um, I got a job working for a really good designer in downtown Palo Alto. I worked with him for four years and then I left and got seven job offers in one week and decided to start my own business. So that a lot must have happened in those four <laughs> years for you, you to go from 80 interviews to finally getting a job and then getting seven offers in one week and saying no to all of them, right? And starting your own business. Yeah. 
Well, what also was happening is I was um, freelancing for about 25 different design studios. So all those connections that I made yeah. when I was interviewing, those 80 interviews um, were great because, you know, I would see over the years, you know, I kept in touch with them. They knew my boss, Mark, who I was working for, and, you know, it was a really tight community. So when I left, I was freelancing for 25 different studios and then those studios started giving me work because they were giving me the clients that they didn't want um and so that's how I started um my business I didn't even plan on starting it it's like I left working there I was planning on getting another job then I was making more money freelancing just from all these people that I knew and then those people started giving me um, their own clients. So, well, clients that they didn't want. So, um, wow. So we're, we're only five minutes into it. I think you already gave designers a, a brilliant idea, right? So every interview, even if you don't get the job can turn into a connection that can get you work over the long haul and then maybe be able to build up your client base that way. Yep. Yep. And then over the years I worked for many agencies so I had clients and then um, agencies would also hire me. And I felt I really could charge more for my services because, um, you know, I had an excellent mentor. So, you know, the person that I worked for, Mark, was amazing. So he was really good at business and he was really a really talented award winner, um, winning designer. So I just learned so much from him um, that I could leave. And <laughs> I find, you know, I left after a while. He ended up, it's funny, we're, we're still in touch. And the person who got me in touch with him, um, I'm actually meeting him up in Portland in a couple of weeks uh, when I'm going up there for an event I'm getting together with him. So, you know, those long connections are like so important and one of the clients that was given to me 27 years ago um aspen is still one of my clients so i've been working with them for you know 27 years which is pretty pretty wow. amazing <laughs> yeah so you're saying your mentor did such a good job that you actually left them so for your employees <laughs> do you try not to do such a good job so they'll stay well <laughs> i think that um well, you need to pay them well, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, that, you need to, in fact, right. um, you know, hiring Ashley, I hired Ashley about a year and a half ago and she is awesome. She'll wave. She's a rock star. Um, Hi, Ashley. <laughs> so I spent tons and tons of time training her. So for, you know, quite a while in, you know, First in, you know, design, programming, you know, everything. I really mentored her um, so she could become a rock star, the rock star she is. She's definitely surpassed me in the programming, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but really, um, you know, it's so important, but it's also super important that after you mentor somebody and you have them, you know, you need to treat them well and you need to pay them well. Um, you know, I know that I have kids the same age as Ashley, so I know that, you know, it 
it's hard to support yourself when you're not making enough money. And if you're not making enough money and you want to move out of your house and live on your own, you're going to find a new job. So, you know, it's, it's nothing personal, but you know, if you spend the time mentoring somebody, it's totally worth it, but you definitely need to make it worth your, their while. Yeah. So if you want them to stick around, make sure you pay up. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So we know how you found your clients right away uh, when you first started. Um, how do you find your clients now? Well, um, let me, well, I'll tell you how I get them now, but then I'll also tell you that um, for many years when I was doing print, I didn't really have to sell. So, you know, I'd won several awards for design and um, I had um, partnerships. So I had like one, I had several print reps, but especially like one print rep that gave me tons of work over the years. So she was out there selling and then when she would meet new clients, she would send them my way and I would send the work her way. So it was like a win-win and that worked for many, many years. And then when the print industry kind of, you know, started, you know, was started getting really hard to get print jobs. One year I had like five or six really large print jobs. I lost every single one, didn't get the work. Nobody got the work. The jobs were canceled. So, you know, that's the year that I decided I really need to start, you know, programming more. Um, so I really focused on, you know, at first I was like programming and going to offer some template solutions. And then eventually I found Business Catalyst and became a Business Catalyst partner. Um, but for marketing now, um, we've done a lot of different things. We both, both of us are super hard workers. So we've really, you know, pound the pavement. <laughs> um, we've done, you know, a lot of content writing, um, social media, um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, everything from, I know some people have called me the, uh, or called us because I can't take all the credit because Ashley does a lot of it over there. Um, for LinkedIn, they call us sometimes the LinkedIn gurus because we do a lot of LinkedIn, whether it's, you know, doing advanced searches, connecting with people, um, really, you know, we've even done ads. We, you know, constantly are trying to target people, um, target people in groups or target people with advanced searches and then do social media around that. Um, also, do you find LinkedIn is the, the best source for your, for your clients? So I really think that it depends, like for us, if we're doing B2B and we're really trying to target like certain industries, like right now we're trying to target the solar industries. So on LinkedIn, you can really do advanced searches and find out like, you know, you know, solar comp, you can search for solar companies, um, like a marketing person, you know, director marketing that works for a solar industry and then you can connect with them and then you could try to set up a meeting with them. So, you know, that's a great strategy that we like to use. You can also, um, a strategy that we've just been trying is doing some LinkedIn ads 
and taking the ads and really um, targeting. I didn't even realize this till recently, but you can actually do a LinkedIn ad and post it into groups, like target certain people in groups. So there's a lot of, you know, choices of like who you can target with um, LinkedIn. I think that Facebook is great depending on, I mean, we also do Facebook and we do Twitter, but we get more work from LinkedIn because I think there's more professionals, like more B2B strategy, I think is more LinkedIn where if you're doing like, let's say your carpet cleaning business or car wash business or something like that, I think Facebook is an awesome, you know, um, there's a lot of opportunities on Facebook. Um, one of the things that we did recently on Facebook was run a Facebook contest. So we got, it's kind of funny because we gave away a $100 gift card and we got over 2,000 Facebook likes on our Facebook page and we had over 7,000 people sign up for our contest. <laughs> wow, for $100. Yeah, I did boost the post a few times, you know, so, right. you know, but we, we did, you know, generate quite a list. If I did it again, I'd probably, you know, really target a little bit more specifically on the ads. So you really get more of your ideal, ideal client, like, you know, as the people who like your Facebook page. We just ran another co Facebook contest at um, an event that we went to. So we went to a really big event in the solar industry and um, we, it was a big hit because we um, gave away $1,200 of mar our marketing services if you sign up for, you know, our Facebook contest. So when people came by, we were able, when they sign up for the Facebook contest, then we're able to um, collect their email address for email marketing and also, you know, get Facebook likes. For that contest, we didn't get as many Facebook likes because um, when they came by our booth, we found that we had more success if we said, oh, can we have your card and we'll sign you up. So when we signed them up, we didn't get the um, Facebook likes, but, you know, that's a great strategy to, you know, bring in leads and then, you know, nurture leads. We also do a lot of email marketing and we have created some like marketing videos too. So if we're trying to do a, you know, send a client something with value then or a or a prospect, then including those videos is a good like free giveaway. Um, right now we're really working on launching some webinars. So we're in the process of doing that. We've just scheduled out six different webinars, two subjects. So we're targeting several different, like I said, working on the, you know, targeting the solar companies. Well, we, we have some, we have some uh, follow-up questions. Uh, one is, uh, let's see, can you elaborate on boosting in Facebook? You boosted? Oh, definitely. Um, so you can take any kind of ad and you can, you know, pay to get it more visible. Yeah. Okay. All right. The next one is, uh, what video topics do you have? Yeah. So we did, um, a couple videos on, like marketing strategies 
connecting everything to work together, you can check out our YouTube page or I think the videos are also on our website, aren't they Ashley? Yeah, they're on our website so you can take a look at them. That's designedbyfriday.com. Yeah. Or, yeah, or in YouTube on our Design by Friday YouTube account. Uh, what offline promotions uh, do you use to get new clients? Any? Um, well, we've been going to solar events. So we joined a solar association. Um, we went to a golf tournament, had a table there. We went to another event, Inner Solar, um, that had like 18,000 people at it. So we went to that. We've really been, you know, connecting with people in the industry. So um, I would say that that's mostly what we're doing offline. Um, coming up, we, on next Tuesday, um, the solar industry is going to be at the Capitol for the whole day. Um, there's some legislation, there's some stuff that's going through that, like, um, you know, some of the laws are changing. I guess PG&E really wants to shut down solar because if they shut down solar, then they won't lose the business. So um, we're both planning on going for the day. It's a great opportunity to hang out with a whole bunch of owners of solar companies, and it's a great opportunity to talk to them because they're going to have nothing else to do. And it's also a great thing to do, to, you know, to support them. So we're doing that, and I'm excited about that. And then we're also um, been asked by one of the larger vendors for solar companies um, that manufacture like solar panels. They've asked us to be um, one of their vendors at an event that they're having in Portland in a couple weeks. So I'm going to that, which will be a great opportunity because I'm going to be um, – speaking twice so there's like two hour long presentations that I'll be giving and then I'll have a table there and then there's a whole bunch of events around it it's like a three-day event cool so basically you're going where your customers are right you're just going physically going to where they are yep yeah it's almost like in web web people typically um will stick to online ways of getting people, but it's, I think it makes a lot of sense to actually get out the door and, uh, go, go see your client face to face. Yeah. I think that both, you know, it's like we're connecting with them on LinkedIn. We're connect, you know, we're email, doing email marketing to them. We're, you know, writing content on our website, you know, we're, you know, doing social media. And then we're also, um, showing up at events and then like running the Facebook contest there, or we gave a free website report. I think Ashley did over a hundred free website reports <laughs> like after the event. I don't know the final number, but it was like over a hundred. <laughs> so she really cranked those out. Um, and she didn't just send them like the report. She also like wrote out, you know, like some notes about their content or the design, you know, so they're a pretty nice report. Yeah. So it sounds like you put a lot of effort into getting clients. Yeah, definitely. So once you get somebody to contact you or you're, you're talking to that client, um, what is your next step? 
um, to qualify them as quick as possible. So to find out, you know, are they wanting to invest in their business? And, you know, we're really trying to sell like a higher value, you know, websites. So qualifying them as soon as possible. Um, so we're not spending, you know, three, four meetings with somebody, giving them a proposal, and then they're telling us that, you know, they've already gotten 10 proposals and our price is too high. <laughs> you know, so um, really trying to qualify people and work with people that are a good fit for us. Once you qualify them and you know that somebody you actually want to work with, what's your discovery process? How do, how do you handle that? So we use a 10K bootcamp discovery process. Um, which is really like qualifying the lead, then the next step is, you know, having a meeting to discuss, um, you know, the customer. So what's working for them? What's not working for them? We have a whole kind of set of questions we ask them. The next meeting is about like their ideal client, who that ideal client is, what their pain points are, how to target them, where to target them. The next meeting is um, their competition, you know, what's working, what isn't working, who their competition is online, who their competition is offline, you know, they might not be the same. Sometimes a client will think, oh, well, this is my competition, and then you go look online, and it's totally different. Um, so looking at that and then really sometimes we do another meeting with, you know, some SEO work or some keywords and then um, we present like a marketing strategy and then the proposal. So if it's a small job, so if the job is under $10,000, then I don't think there's any point in doing the whole discovery process. Um, you know, Really, the discovery is more about, is like not just the website. It's about your whole marketing working together. You know, print, web, social media, whatever, ads, everything. What the messaging is. So getting everything to work together um, is really important. So by the time they go through that process and we give them a proposal, you know, we do it also they need to pay for those discovery meetings. So... You know, if they're going to spend $2,500 paying for discovery, then, you know, we don't want to do a $5,000 website for them. You know, we need to implement that strategy, which is going to cost a lot more. Sure. Okay. Um, someone asked, uh, what are your qualification criteria? So how do you qualify them? Um, for us, we, we have a list of questions. I mean, you know, I talked to somebody the other day and he was kind of a jerk, so that he loses on that qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> right. Attitude. So that, that's right on the top of the list, right? Jerk. Just check it off. And, you know, <laughs> the guy was not very nice, so I'm sitting there going, okay, I don't think I could work with this person. So, you know, that's a big yeah. one. Um. Are they really wanting to invest in their business or are they just wanting, you know, you know, a quick price so they can compare prices and, you know, get a website up? Um, we really want to work with businesses that are interested in working with us long term, you know, really growing their business and um, 
you know, in order to do that, you need to be able to want to invest not only like financially, but also your time. Like we had a client recently or prospect that we were talking to and he didn't, he only wanted to email us like a, a few questions. He didn't want to have any of the discovery meetings, but he wanted a website. So how are you going to build a website for somebody that won't even have a phone call? Right. Yeah. So a lot of it isn't necessarily like, uh, I don't know, on the list, but you can kind of get a feel of who would be a good fit and who wouldn't. And you just decide that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are they willing to invest? Do they have, you know, do they have enough money to really grow their business? Um, we're also launching a couple of solar templates for smaller businesses. So, you know, in that qualifying meeting, if they're not, you know, if they don't have it, they're not large enough um, to do, you know, to really develop a marketing strategy and everything, we could still offer them, you know, like a startup, you know, template that you don't really have to do a whole lot to. Yeah. See, that way you don't lose those people just because of money. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. But we're also not giving them a ten, fifteen thousand dollar website for three thousand. You know, we're right. Yeah. So we're kind of developing those templates for this event that we're going to in a couple of weeks because we were told that there there is a lot of small businesses that um, do need help, but they're not going to be able to afford it. Um, one thing I love is, I don't know if people have heard of Hoover's. I love Hoover's. So it's not inexpensive, but I don't waste time with clients. Like we look everybody up in Hoover's, we can tell exactly how much they're making. So like I was talking to this one client and they were saying how they didn't have any money because um, they were nonprofit. And I look them up and they're a couple million dollar company, you know. So <laughs> it has saved me. Like when we went to Inner Solar, the big solar event, um, we collected all these contacts. I looked every single one up in Hoover's and I can see exactly how much they're making. You know, it'll even say if they're high risk, medium risk or low risk. So if they're in debt. Um, so I definitely use Hoover's to qualify clients. So sometimes I don't have to really ask, you know, like their budget. I know how much their company is, you know, making. So I know that, you know, if they're making over a half a million, they can afford a $10,000 website. Typically, you know, about a million is where I find that you don't feel as much resistance to the cost. Um, you know, the minimum would be 250k to afford, you know, a $10,000 website. So if a company is, you know, lower then my, you know, I'll be talking to them completely different. Like I won't be trying to sell them on a big discovery project. I might be able to offer them some, you know, website templates. So let's say you qualify them and it's a, it's a good fit and you write up a proposal and they say yes. What's the next step after that? So um, we write all our proposals using BidSketch. So have you guys okay. heard of BidSketch? Yeah, I've used it. Okay. It's great. Yeah, I love BidSketch. You know, 
I'm not that fast of a writer, so to like I used to spend tons of time like writing proposals. So I love BidSketch where you can, you know, um, just have sections that you drop in. Um, our proposals are broken down, so they're in sections, so you can take sections out if needed, um, which is good because it might close the deal. Um, so after they get that signed, we have them sign it online um, using right signature and, you know, through with is connected with BidSketch. And then we start working on the project. We get a third up front, a third after design, and a third, you know, um, when it's completed but not launched before launch. Um, we have a great design process. So what we do is we collect the first payment. Two weeks later, we present our first design. We present all our designs differently, I feel like, than anybody else. We actually present them in an online meeting. So any designs we do, we present in an online meeting. And we've had really great success doing that because um, I'll have Photoshop or if we're doing logos, I'll have Illustrator open. I can change colors. I can move things around. When you say online meeting, do you mean like a, a Skype with several people? A screen share. So we use Zoom. I don't know if you've heard of Zoom, Zoom okay. but um, we use Zoom. We used to use um, Join Me, but we now use Zoom. And so I have an online meeting with the client and I do a screen share. So during the screen okay. share, I present the designs, which is great because then you can handle objections right there. Instead of, for years, I would email over PDFs and then get these responses of, you know, I don't like this or I want to change this. And so having it in an online meeting speeds up our process incredibly. We typically get design approval for websites in the first round. Like, it's, it's amazing how much time it has saved. And we get great... Um, like our clients love the process. So uh, it's it's been really good. So after the design, so that means like two weeks into the project, we're already billing for the second payment. So it's super, wow. yeah. super fast. You know, most people, I think, get paid much later in the process. But we get, you know, two payments right up front. And then, you know, and then... So let me just make sure I understand. So... They, they pay on bid sketch, right? And then you, you set up a meeting for the design and you do, uh, you get the approval right there in the online meeting and then you're able to, to, to send out the next bill right away. Correct. We actually bill using FreshBooks. So, you know, we give them the proposal in bid sketch. They approve it using right signature. Sorry, we, we definitely, like, we're only two people. So we use a lot of tools to save us time. <laughs> and then um, I love FreshBooks. So, you know, we bill the third, you know, at the beginning in FreshBooks. We will not, I will not start a project until I get that first payment. We have everybody pay us with credit cards online. I know that um, by doing that, we do you know, pay to have that happen, but we are, we get paid super fast and 
we typically always, you know, get paid. So it doesn't hold up the project. So we, we bill them in FreshBooks, they pay by credit card, we start the project, we set up a meeting, you know, so the second week we present the design, and then when we present the design in an online meeting, if we can't get it approved, we'll schedule, you know, another meeting for a few days later, um, you know, depending on what changes that they want, but usually the changes are pretty minimal if, if we can't do them right there in the meeting. Um, and we get design approval, and then when we get design approval, then in FreshBooks I send another um, invoice for the next third, and then we start production. Okay, so you have them basically sign a contract online, they pay online uh, with, with FreshBooks or BidSketch. Do you ever get pushback from people that aren't, or and you also meet with them, right, using um, webinar technology? So do you ever get pushback from people that aren't so technical? Um, I don't get pushback. Sometimes there are clients that need help. So, you know, I'll walk them through it. So I'll really um, help them. Like we have some clients that have a problem paying online because they, you know, you have to click a link and you have to enter the information. So if they're super busy, I'll say, you know, would it be easier for you if you just gave me the credit card information over the phone and I'll enter it for you? Yeah, so that takes care of that. All right, Mick, Mick asks, uh, do you find educating clients a big part of getting projects? Um, yeah, I I definitely believe in, you know, to offer higher value projects, you need to educate your clients. Um, in fact, you know, our webinar series that we're launching that's what it's all about, offering clients value, educating them, because, um, you know, they don't know what they need, so you need to educate them, and if if you give, I really believe in, like, giving away information, so if you educate them and give away information, they're probably going to want to hire you for the services. All right, so Bill asks, what about issues with contracts? Do you ever have issues with the contracts? Um, I definitely, one mistake that I made, you know, quite a while ago before I hired Ashley is, um, not as much contracts, but the mistake was I was selling some small business websites with payment plans. We've had quite a few defaults on those. So I definitely wouldn't, you know, that's something that you know, was a mistake that, that I won't do with contracts. I'm really strict about, I won't start work until I get paid and I get, have a signed contract. I, I just won't. So we're really strict about processes. We have terms written into our, um, contracts. So, you know, i spent quite a bit of time, you know, making sure that the terms are like covering us. I always could say that I had been paid on every single job that I've ever done until I had, was offering these small business websites. Um, then we had quite a few defaults. Right. All right. Well, speaking of um, like monthly payments or payment plans, do you offer uh, maintenance or support packages? So, 
we do offer, so since we sell um, BC, we only, all the sites that we build, we build with, you know, the $39 option because we really love web apps. So we always sell that hosting option. We do mark it up $30. So we're selling it at like $69 and we offer some video training from BC Gurus and we offer the um, our sites, their site to be backed up every week through um, BC Backup it's the one that's like the Australian company mm -hmm. that backs it up. So, um, so we do that. Um, we, we're trying to sell more like reoccurring kind of services. Um, we're, we're working on that actually. Okay. Well, Bill writes, um, one of his pains is, uh, how do you draw the line between customer service, which is free and, consulting, which is paid. In fact, I just had a conversation with a client today that called a new client who didn't want to do discovery, but he wants to spend time going over all his marketing material. To me, that sounds like I should be paid for that time. You know, so that's where I would draw that line. You know, if he wants to talk, let's say he hires us for a project and then we're talking about, you know, what strategy we should implement or something like that. That's one thing. But if I'm talking about a job to get the job, um, you know, and it's maybe an hour or two of work and you know that they've already signed the contract and you've gotten paid for that work. Um, or are you just finding out more information to bid on the job? depending on how large the job is. I guess there's not a real clear line, you know? If I'm really trying to, like, let's say I'm doing a really, like, template website or small business website and we're really not adding a lot of strategy but we need to talk about the website details, I probably wouldn't charge for that. But if we're doing, like, higher value, like, strategy where you're really, you know, trying to come up with, you know, a good plan, um, then I definitely would charge for that time. When we do our discovery meetings, you know, I spend, you know, a couple hours doing research before each meeting. Each meeting at least lasts a couple hours. You know, it's a lot of time. So I'm not going to spend, you know, 15, 20 hours with a client and not get paid. Well, we just can't even afford to do that. Um, so, this client that wanted, you know, um, you know, to really talk more about, he wants us to review all of his marketing material and everything. Since he's a new client, I didn't really, you know, ask him to get paid because I asked him to email it over and I would look it over. And when I look it over, it's like, if it's going to be, several hours of a conversation, I'm probably going to tell him that we need to discuss, you know, some consulting charges. You know, this is a good time to ask about scope creep. How do you prevent, how do you prevent scope creep? Not having discovery equals scope creep, you know, because, <laughs> um, so really making sure that you're really clear on what the pro project includes, um, I think that's super important. So 
I really try to go over everything in detail and make sure I'm really understanding it. Um, and then also uh, scope creep, really making sure you have your processes in place. Like in my, in my proposals, I always have, even if it's for a business card or a logo or whatever it is, how many versions you're going to get and how many rounds we're going to do. Now, I don't always like stick to that, but if I feel like, because I want the customer to have a good customer experience too. So I don't want to be like, oh, if you have four meetings, I'm, you know, I only said three, so I'm going to charge you extra. But if the client's like constantly changing their mind, and or not being organized and it's causing us you know a lot more time than I planned then I will say something to the client you know I'll say something like you know um, I know we've done quite a few rounds um, you know I estimated originally for three rounds and right now we're at six um, you know I understand that you know We've made some changes and everything, um, but I just want you to know that we are going over like what I estimated and, you know, what do you think about, you know, do you think you could like go through everything, write down every single change that you want to do and we'll make, we'll go through and do one more round of changes like at no charge. Um, but after that, then we do need to start, you know, charging you for um, some extra time. And typically that gets the client like... Yeah, you said it's actually in the contract too, right? Oh yeah. I always put how many versions, how many designs and how many versions in every contract. But I don't typically, in fact, I can hardly think when I, you know, charged more. But it's a good way to come back at them and say, I only estimated for this many. We've gone over. So, you know, um, I'm just kind of, it's like you give them a little bit of warning, like we've gone over. So I'll do one more round at no charge. Uh, just make sure that you have everything together. So that always works. Like every time it seems like. Yeah. And if it's in the contract, there really is no argument, right? Paul has a question. Do you separate design revisions from development revisions? Yes. So I'll say in the contract, how many design revisions and how many development divisions? Definitely. Okay. So once the, the project is over, do you have any add-ons? Um, yeah, definitely. So it all depends on what comes out of those discovery meetings. Yeah, so because you did such a good job with the discovery, there's no surprises for anybody. You already know what they need once the first part of the project is over. Yeah, and well, when we go through um, the discovery meetings, we're not just talking about the website. We're talking about everything. We're talking about, you know, email marketing. You know, how are they staying in touch with their current clients? Or we're talking about their brand and, you know, what their logo looks like or... You know, I even talked to them about, like, are they following up with their leads? You know, I, I had one client that he was getting a bunch of leads from his website and his assistant wasn't following up with them. So if we're doing all this work to create some leads and his assistant isn't following up, then, you know, he got upset at us because 
he didn't think we were giving him leads, but it ended up they weren't like she wasn't calling them <laughs> or she'd call him once and not follow up, you know? That must have, yeah, that's a great story. So you actually went so far to find out what happened to the leads once your part of the job was done. Because first of all, you're taking the blame for it. But second of all, you want all of this to end up with your customer being successful. Yeah. I mean, it's super important to me that once a client works with us, that they are happy with our services. Like that's super important to me. I, I mean, I've been in business for 27 years, so it, it's also a small world. It's like people meet other people that, you know, it's amazing. One time I had somebody who was referred to me who was referred to me by three different people that didn't even know each other, you know? So it is a small world and I like to keep my side of the street clean. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Okay. Last question uh, from me anyway. Uh, what do you wish you knew when you first started? I wish that I had um, taken 10K boot camp. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you want to give, you, give us a, a 60 second summary? Um, I had never had to focus on selling because, you know, because of my design skills, I just got the work. People loved my work. So um, I never had to focus on selling and... So when I started selling websites, I was really struggling with the sales process and, you know, how to separate myself from all the other website developers and offer more value. So it's been an amazing experience. So, and it's really turned my business around where we work totally different. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have targeted the solar companies at all. We wouldn't be doing any of this if we hadn't learned how to do it in, in bootcamp. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, if anyone wants to learn more about Deborah or Design by Friday, uh, you can go to designbyfriday.com. Uh, what was the other website, the solar panel? Solar Energy Marketing. And that's a .com as well? Um, .net. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, our pleasure. <laughs>